to Wake the Bear Radio with your host, Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. Welcome. Welcome to another evening, another evening with Wake the Bear Radio. Yes, we are waking the bear. California is the bear, but we also cover world events, and uh, we've got a lot of stuff coming uh, tonight, so I I look forward to diving in. A ton of good stuff. Uh, It's just been a busy week again. I love it when it's busy and it's not a slow week where you're going, okay, what are the news items? It's just like, okay, how many news items can we squeeze in like an hour? And that's kind of where we're at. So it's, yeah. a, it's a good week. A lot going on. There's a lot of turbulence on the horizon. A lot of uh, probably for the black hats and the white hats. Um, we're kind of in the midst of the effects of this uh, open borders and the color revolution that's attempted to be happening right now. And a lot of evidence coming out, a lot of fraud. We'll be talking about that. Um, government's still trying to censor things. Um, we've got uh, the, the manifesto from the shooter of the, the one school came out. So there's just a lot going on. Um, yeah, I, I, I actually spent a lot of time this week um, meeting with a group of my neighbors and close friends. Um, we, we did this thing called kind of, kind of like map, map your neighborhood where you just kind of, okay, where do you live? Where do you live? Um, there's a whole program that's done. We didn't, we didn't do that. We we're mostly focused on people that recognize the potential of threats that are coming to us between now and the election. So in the next 12 months, what could be happening in the last 12 months. And so, you know, we're getting people's names and faces in my neighborhood connections, um, people that we, you know, we know where you live, we know what's going on and we know what um, resources you have and what resources we have to kind of work together. And I kind of got this, some of this idea from a guy named John level level. Uh, he's a uh, trained as a ranger army ranger he's been uh, over to afghanistan and iraq a couple tours and he said you know when the when the stuff hits the fan when the when the shnikes hit the fan um what you really need is your church um if there's a grid down or if there's a collapse of law and order or there's just really a a disaster it's your church And, and we've seen that happen um even with the fires the czu fires in our in our neighborhood the church really st- stepped up. And so you need the church, you need your friends and family, you need people you can trust who are going to be there for you and you you, you rely on each other. So, uh, you know, I see that that's really important. So that's, you know, and that's why we did, you know, what we're doing. Yeah, so good. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you yeah, mentioned was- about needing the church. Uh, that reminds me mm-hmm. of as people were asked about, you know, the church and stuff. And they're like, well, as I'm a spiritual person. I find my church is out in na- uh, nature. And they said, well, does nature visit you when you're in the hospital? And uh, I just thought, you know, that's true. Sometimes we need to be, we need that connection with other people. So, yeah, your, I'm glad you meal. had that a meeting. It sounds awesome. And uh, it sounded like from the conversations earlier, it was a really positive response, uh, the people that had attended. So yeah. that's good. You're doing your part. Yeah, you are. It's it's sort of like a neighborhood watch, isn't it? Except for it goes beyond just keeping your eyes out for one another. It was resources. I I was there at uh, Brandon's home and uh, I was very impressed. They talked about what they had, what they needed, what they uh, their plans were and how to come together. And I, I think what precipitated a lot of this, I uh, we've been talking about that this is not just another four-year election. 
And as a result, we know we need to get ready that there is a time clock that's kind of tick, tick, tick. It's, it, it's almost the midnight hour. And we know that by uh, tomorrow is uh, November 7th. It's election day. Um, 2023. And in election day 2024, uh, it's going to be a wild ride between now and then. And I think that that understanding that um, if something particularly shaking is going to take place, it'll probably take place in the next uh, 12 months. Yeah. 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 And, we're, and we're seeing a, a lot of shaking right now. I mean, what's going on in major cities and universities all over um, the country are people that are siding with a terrorist organization. Um, obviously, you know, people who care about what's happening to the Palestinian people, and we should, um, because a lot of innocent men, women, and children there. Mm -hmm. But the reason that those men and women and children are, are getting injured in the midst of a war is because the terrorists are basically placing people in, you know, around them so that they can hide and then use the casualties as a, as a, as a psyop war, you know? So, and, and you know, and, and, and this philosophy, the, you know, this view and ideology uh, on university campuses right now is pretty crazy because uh, it, people don't even realize how, how crazy they're coming off. I, I was, I was seeing this video and it's pretty funny, but at the same time, uh, shocking. So I want to play this one. This, Let's see here. Yeah, I totally sim Hamas. Columbia, Columbia Unitismi. Hi, everyone. We are live on YouTube with Columbia Unitismi News, where everyone is welcome. LGBTQH. H. Hamas. Yeah, I totally sim Hamas. Yeah. It's so trending right now. From the, the river, river to, to the sea, sea Palestine will, will be free. free. Do you know why it's true? Mm. Because it rhymes. <laughs> Just look at all this toxic Zionist propaganda. Kidnapped in Gaza. <laughs> Does this look like Gaza to you? Yeah, but I have no idea what Gaza looks like. And they're smiling. Do hostages smile? Zionist liars. Totally sus. <laughs> Do they think we're stupid? Stupid? <laughs> I major in queer post-colonial astrology. Ew. Jews make the world dirty. Yeah. And no, I'm not anti-Semitic. I'm racist fluid. Exactly. And now for a little break from all this activism, we want to say hello to our BFF. Bestie freedom fighter. Abu Fatwa in Gaza. Salam alaikum. Alaikum assalam, and inshallah, Allah will kill you all infidels. Thank you so much for joining us. Love the headpiece, the all oppression chic, very drip. Mr. Fatwa, how are you? Are you safe? Oh yes, I'm safe. I'm in a tunnel under the Gaza hospital. Oh. Above me, I have Allah and two million civilians protecting me. Community is so important these days. Do you need like humanitarian aid, food? Fuel, medicine. It's okay. I have everything. I'm only hungry for rockets. As long as it's organic. Yeah. I wish I could be there with you. You can. You can come to Gaza anytime and we will throw you from the roof, you homosexual dirt. Do you hear? You want to throw me a rooftop party? They are so welcoming and inclusive. So shukran. 
And you are also very welcome to come here to America. We will come. First, we finish with Israel. And America is next. Great. So I guess we'll see you soon. Yes, it will be a blast. Can't wait. It will be so multicultural. <gasps> yeah, Allah, you are so stupid. Thank you so much, Abu. We love you. I won't even bother killing you. It's a waste of bullets. Good vibes only. Uh, it's better you just kill yourself. <laughs> okay, bye. Die. <laughs> From, From the, the river, river to, to the, the sea, sea, Palestine will be just free. Yeah, that sounds better. It is better. Anyways, you just kind of see how ridiculously funny. I, I say this all the time, but if Saturday Night Live would just par they would just parody the left, they would have a ton of really funny material um, because material is based on truth, you know, and humor is based on some truth there. So. Uh, but yeah, there's some truths true. that are real clear in that. What did you see, Chris? Well, first of all, you know, that that video is the number one satire mocking the support of Hamas on the college campuses. Uh, and it's gone pretty viral, viral. And when we use the term funny, we're talking about, um, you know, satire is actually a brilliant form of waking people up humor. It bypasses all the arguments. And what they did there, these two, um, that they, they actually laid out in, um, in pretty clear and uh, offensive ways. I mean, it was, it was totally offensive. Totally. Um, what, what the situation really is. And, uh, even, even, uh, speaking about, um, the, the rhyme that they started from, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Are you, and I'm sure you all are, are um, you, you, you know that that's a, a pro-Palestinian Hamas activist chant. And what does it mean? Yeah, I it mean, it means, territory. It means they want to wipe out. The, I mean, it's not like, hey, we want to just be, uh, we just want to coexist. It means we want to wipe out Jews. And all the Jewish, everybody in the Jewish nation. So, yeah. And if you yeah. look at the map of Israel between the West Bank, which is the river where the Jordan River flows, and the Mediterranean Sea, is Israel, all right. of Israel. And so basically, uh, they're, they are talking about erasing the state of Israel and its people so that the Palestinians can have a state. And uh, so, I mean, when when we hear that being chanted right now uh, on American campuses and it is uh, it's it's really it stinks, it's really offensive. So uh, I think what what um, they're satiring is when you protest in in favor of something like Hamas, you're protesting against Israel and Basically, uh, on college campuses right now, it's really dangerous for Jewish students. Um, a lot of the leaders on campuses have not shut down or said anything about uh, the, the incursion into uh, Israel by Hamas, or they haven't, they didn't even give basically 24 hours for the for mourning or for respect or anything before they started their agenda and their narrative that 
the Palestinians are the victims here. And so it, yeah. it really is quite offensive in, in that sense also that, um, that college students who most of them have never held down a job, they've never, most of them have not worked. And many of them are taking, you know, women's studies and Mideastern studies and um, environmental ecology studies and other um other types of studies that will leave them probably with thousands and thousands of debt and they'll have nothing for it to show for it other than the propaganda that they're they're being programmed for, which is what that satire was. Right. And I think when we were talking earlier, if this triggers a world war, they're going to be the first ones to be drafted to the <laughs> war. Um it's just, you know, like you, you, you've, it's indoctrinating an entire generation. Interesting that, you know, they had, they had like, oh, let's talk to our friend under the ground. He's like, no, I got everything. I got everything I need. I just want some more rockets. I got 2 million people above me just taking all the bullets and bombs for me. Uh, you know, it just shows how the, the terrorist cells, you know, the terrorists will use civilian shields. And, uh, and then, of course, he said, oh, yeah, we're coming to America next. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was basically uh, we will come American next and it will be a blast. I mean, the whole thing was tongue in cheek. But I mean, basically what they're talking about is the very real wake up call that America needs to have that terrorists are among us. I don't know when when we went off the air last Monday, the next day, FBI Christopher uh, leader, he, he's the chief, Christopher Ray. he started addressing Congress and he said that Hamas is the greatest U.S. threat since ISIS. Mm -hmm. And he kept um, warning Congress that the, there's a whole nother level, or is the term he used, a whole nother level that we haven't seen since the emergence of ISIS. And he senses that violent extremists will be making their move very quickly. And we don't want to go to fear, but he says, just as Americans are going about their daily lives. Well, when he said that, I thought, for heaven's sakes, if you hadn't been going after you know, the school moms at the board meetings and, and calling MAGA folk, um, terrorists, then we'd know about uh, who's loose in our, our nation. And uh, so what basically yeah. he, his, his affect was, was almost smug when he was saying it to uh, Congress. And he uh, basically, as we know, Hamas and Iran are both calling for jihad against Americans right now. And his, his warning wasn't um, if you see something, say something. He said, just be vigilant because as you're going about your daily lives, that's probably when the acts of terrorism are going to happen. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, you know, we're talking the FBI here, right? Christopher Ray, mm -hmm. the FBI, you know, this guy actually went outside the J Edgar Hoover, uh, FBI building headquarters. At, it was right down the street from the major protest and check out what he said when he, when he was there. This guy's showing you that they bust these people in. Inside the FBI headquarters, which is near the pro-Palestinian march. If y'all want to see something really interesting, what you're about to see behind me is a lot of the buses that bus people into town for the march are literally parked outside the FBI headquarters. Talk about eerie. I don't know what's going on, but it's definitely something very interesting. And hopefully the Biden administration gets asked this question why a bunch of pro-Palestinian marching buses were allowed to park outside the FBI today. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. 
Yeah. It's crazy. So it's like you know, the one hand's one person's talking out this side of their neck, and the other person's, and it's like the left and the right hand don't know what each other's doing. Oh, you know, Hamas is a bad situation, but oh, we're gonna allow the buses of people that are being bussed in to protest to park right in front of the FBI headquarters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's I, kind of a flashback, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's moving to another level that is getting a little bit frightening. I, I found one where they actually were, uh, they were actually. Uh, in front of uh, a military base, the mm. right here just says pro uh, Palestinian activists are blocking U.S. military ship from loading weapons and supplies being sent to Israel, and so you see that right here, they're blocking. Yeah. Some like small downtown thing, and I think they had over. Uh, 300,000 in Washington, D.C. Uh, March this past week as well. So that's yeah. quite uh, concerning to me. Well, well, not only that, but people are, I mean, we just had today actually a breaking news that an elderly man was struck with a megaphone in L.A. and died. He was killed um, by, a, by a Palestinian uh, protester. And this, this uh, you can see this actually on, um, on, uh, Amy Mex on X video shows um, the man on the floor there and he was taken to the hospital and died. Yeah. He's 65 years old. He was from thousand Oaks and he was killed in uh, during a, a pro Palestinian protest. When someone dies, it, it's no longer a protest if you ask me, but it, he was killed and assaulted by a man who was much younger than he was, uh, who was part of the pro-Palestinian crowd and he was hit with that megaphone and it um, it knocked him down, created a head injury and a brain bleed and, and then he um, passed away at the hospital. And uh, as of, uh, this was as of tonight, when I looked at the article, they hadn't uh, said whether or not they'd arrested the man, but, but it's the fourth major anti-Semitic crime committed in Los Angeles this year. But it's the first fatality that has bled over from it, this um, Israeli-Gaza uh, conflict in, into our nation as far as an assault. And and I know um, there are there are normal people who are afraid to say um, anything against when their palace these these protests are going on. Even in Great Britain, there was a London man during a pro-Palestinian uh, protest. He brought out the Union Jack, the, the British flag, and the police said, sir, you need to put that away. That's dangerous to be um, to be flying right now. He's in London when that was happening. It was wow. like, oh my goodness, I wonder what would happen if you took out an American flag in one of these pro-Palestinian protests. So so it just um, it reminds me of Antifa and BLM yep. uh, during the George Floyd days. It's probably the same, um, many of the same people, uh, except for now the borders have been opened and there are quite a few more pockets of extreme, um, uh, extreme uh, uh, terrorist cells that have been embedded, according to Christopher Ray, our head of the FBI, and that um, in Tacoma, there were 300 people. And 300 people, the police should be able to, Tacoma is a fairly good size 
It's a port town. It's near McCord Air Force Base. And what they were saying is they thought that they, they thought they'd identified a ship that was being loaded with U.S. military supplies. And so they had signs that said no aid for Israel. Cease fire now. And then there was there were some signs that said resist until return. And so I thought, resist until return? What does that even mean? And all I could think of was until they return the land back to us. And it, it just felt like this was more than um, protesting a conflict. It was moving an agenda um, forward that uh, they were using this opportunity to say, no, we want the whole land now. Yeah. And they're just trying to, the forces of darkness are really just trying to get, get America, create chaos, get people on both sides fighting, get people, you know, put out misinformation about how the land was developed and how it's been in the hands of, uh, you know, the, the people of Israel, you know, for thousands of years, you know, the, the 12 and tribes, I mean, Ron, you did an entire um, series on the history of that land and who's really lived there. Um, but certainly, either you know, there's various uh, groups of people that have lived there over the time. Over the time, but originally it goes back to the promise of God to the people of Israel. So, you know, that's a challenge we face: is that there's a lot of misinformation, right, Ron? Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, if it's a promise by God, it'll be done right. And I think that there's a, a lot of you know, like the Rothschilds and stuff. That's not. I don't believe that there are tools of the the Lord at all. In fact, there's a lot of Satanism that they're involved in. And so they're, they're taking advantage of, I would say, uh, ignorant Christians, you know, that word Israel, just naming it the same name, just will just get everyone like that must be it. It's a fulfillment of prophecy. We've got to stand by. We've got to, you know, this, this here is a zero sum game right now, right? The Palestinians are saying, we want this Jew free, the whole land, the whole lot. And Israel saying, it's time that we wipe them all out because we can't exist. Uh, we can't coexist. You know, look what they just did to us. And so there's a, a setup. And I believe that the world's being manipulated into mm -hmm. a depopulation war. And this is the hot spot. I mean, you know, when you talk about Jerusalem, Shalom, Jerusalem, you know, peace, it's everything but peace. It's a cup of trembling right now. Mm -hmm. And and so, yeah, I believe that it will be returned um, to Israel, but I think it'll be under God's time, you know. And, and I think 1917 was a fulfillment. There's there's some dates. I'll probably cover that on a bear pause um, that, that pointed out. I mean, there were actually pastors 100, even 50 years before saying on 1917, the Turks will lose this and it'll most likely go into the hands of the British. And they knew that all from scripture, they knew who was who and down to the year. And this was not like a couple years before it's 50 to a hundred years before they have it in their sermons are written down. These people are scholars. They studied God's word. They took it seriously. And that's what they came up with. And even with the, uh, well, anyway, that's a whole nother story, but uh, yeah. it, you know, so right now I think a lot of us are getting played and, you know, I, I'm concerned about it. I really am. It's like, do we want our, our children to be drafted to a war? You know, you know, we're getting that way. It seems like there's manipulation happening. Now, watch this. This this one is about a, someone that used their car and ran into a house thinking it was a Arrested after police say she crashed her car into a building thinking 
It was a Jewish school. Police say the woman told them that she did it on purpose after seeing an Israel school sign on the door. She also reportedly made references to, quote, her people back in Palestine. Now, according to the Anti-Defamation League, the building actually houses an extremist organization that is designated as a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center. No one was hurt in that crash. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder what kind I of hate group. a Christian school because yep. it was the Southern Poverty, Poverty Law, Law Center. Center. Oh, yeah, and, a- and extremists. So it might have been a Christian school that was um, that was supporting Israel at this time. You know, Hamas uh, is a it's a genocide ideology. I mean, there's no two ways about it. Uh, they're part of the Islamic resistant movement, and they're uh, obviously a terrorist organization. And it, just a little bit of history, how they got control of Gaza, that um, the Fatah um, government and the Hamas government are both housed in that little five mile by 25 mile Gaza strip. The Fatah uh, government is mostly on the West Bank. And uh, basically, uh, they had elections. Who knows how how fair elections would be and when there's so many guns involved. And um, so Hamas politically won the elections. And basically, um, they um, they are uh, not wanting to work well with the the more conservative government of the Fatah and the the. Um, Right now, they uh, are waiting for new elections, but they just get being postponed and postponed and postponed. And so there's a lot of um, a lot of activity within Gaza amongst the, the factions. The IDF has just opened up a corridor so that relief is getting in. And uh, some of the refugees that were stuck in Gaza City are finally getting out to get more food and water and work towards the UN um, help where they can get some humanitarian aid. But uh, that was was as of yesterday, there are streams of uh, people, of uh, children and women, just lines of them leaving Gaza City right now. And Gaza City is uh, surrounded by uh, tanks. Wow. Wow. You know, I just feel like there's patterns that I'm seeing at least, and I don't know if, th- if they're accurate or not, but it seems like there is a spiritual war against uh, followers of Christ. If you think about it, you know, they've been pro-life. And what happens? They're the opposite. They're very uh, pro-abortion, right? Um, you know, alternative lifestyles, you know, the Christians will hold to a certain, uh, purity in, in, in that. Uh, but then even with Israel, the church, the Christian church has always, uh, reserved Israel, put that, you know, God's chosen people. You hear that all the time. And so what is against, uh, Christians is what they value. And so I think this is a knee jerk reaction. And well, if the Christians like them, then we, we don't like them. So we'll right. support, you know, it's, it, it, sometimes it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's a, it's a God so. hate. It's God hating. It's really, yeah. It, and in the reality is, is it's complete insanity. It's, it's calling darkness for light and light for darkness. It's when it's the, it's the tail end of a civilization uh, that is becoming so corrupt that it's actually destroying itself. And, you know, that's, you know, of course, that's what um, even 
Abraham Lincoln said, you know, in 1800s, you know, we'll never be defeated from out externally. We'll only be defeated if, if, if internally we allow ourselves to decay. And we're seeing that right now. I, another big thing that came out that's just, just kind of showing the mental illness is the Nashville shooter. The manifesto mm -hmm. came out mm -hmm. and that and it's really, really horrible. I mean, the stuff that this um, this young woman who turned herself into a man or said she was turning herself into a man, the things that she believed in the level of hate is so great. I mean, it, there, it came out and then it was immediately um, uh, censored. Um, but oh, this, wow. yeah. And it's, I mean, if you read it, it's on, you can read it. It's all over now. Um, Andy Nago and, and others, you know, and he's talking about killing the kids and them having white privilege and hating them and all of, you know, just real like leftist ideology. And it's just leading to, to, to evil, to, to, to murder. Yeah. So, I mean, you look at it, just break it down. I mean, those crackers. Okay. So uh, white that's again, uh, okay. Going to private fancy schools. Well, you know, a lot of times people want to have their kids not in a government school, you know, conservatives, a lot of them with those fancy, fancy khakis and sports backpacks with their daddy's Mustang convertibles. So yes, I, I get that. You know, so this is a probably a person that doesn't have a lot of money you know, F you, you little, you know, and then, uh, I wish to shoot you. What does it say? Uh, yeah. Be, uh, yeah. Calls them names. Mop, mop, yeah. Yellow hair. So against, against whites again, uh, we'll fill all the little crackers, kill all the little crackers, a bunch of little, and it's interesting here where go scroll down one more time. I just want to read that last sentence there. Do you find it interesting? Uh, it says bunch of little faggots with your white privilege, you know, you faggots. Um, for someone that's a transgender, I, I would think that they would be a little bit more, um, I don't know, uh, you know, LGB, what is it, LGBTQ? Yeah. What's the T? So that's a T, yeah. but not very tolerant of the G. Um, I, it, it, it's To me, that's just really weird, don't you think? That yeah. she would it's it's insanity it, it, it's illogical i mean it's just full yeah. of hate and hate doesn't yeah it's just this person is definitely broken and hurting and uh and lashing out but lashing out at everybody in, in a lot of ways so i just thought that was really interesting yeah it's strange too because the individual looks racially white right and, yeah. they are. and the the news is that this person went to that same school, school. Wearing probably the khakis, which is a uniform, so everyone feels the same, so that there aren't little groups. I mean, that's the whole idea of uniform: yeah. is that if you don't have a lot of money, you have a lot of money, you're not you're not going to stand out by what you wear. And there's solidarity in what you wear, and there's modesty because there's a dress code and there's discipline, and you don't have to figure out what you're going to wear every day. But it just I mean, this is just an interesting disconnect. It's almost like I wouldn't be surprised that the person is um, does have some MK Ultra background because there seems to be almost a disassociation of who they are and what they were. Yeah, yeah, I find that too. I, I just found it really bizarre. Yeah. And and it is. It look the power of the programming. You think about it. They're programmed against themselves, right? I mean, this person was uh, a white 
could be considered a cracker, right? And, um, uh, you know, I, I and, and then obviously the LGBT even, you know, a part of that group, and yet she uses them as a, a foul slang, um, you know? So, yeah, I think the power of this programming is just, I, it just that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, well, and, and this is the thing. It's insanity. Uh, it's hatred. Um, this is the type of thing we're putting in our schools. Um, Donald Trump just got done saying as, as soon as he's president again, he will defund all federal funding to go to going to schools that are pushing a trans agenda. And well, of course you should be because look at what it's producing. This is the fruit of that hateful ideology. And uh, so we need to, we need to see this decay of our, of our, of our children and of our school systems stop like now, because it, it, mm-hmm. it is leading them to insanity. I mean, it's leading them uh, to hate themselves. I mean, that's what you're pointing out is this person doesn't just hate white people that go to that school. Uh, she literally hates herself. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's a cult of hate and it's satanic. It's demonic. And, and these ideologies have their roots. You know, when you're, when you're denying that there is a God and he makes men and women whom he loves in, in his image, and he makes them beautiful in the way that they're made. And you turn around and say that I'm not, I'm not, be- you know, beautiful or I'm not, you know, I'm a, I'm a different you know, gender. You're, you're, you're creating insane thinking that goes against the laws of God. It goes against the, the created order. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And there's some footage just of, of, of that, that person doing what they're doing. Yeah. Evil. But yeah, big time. Anyway, yeah, um, you know, and it just shows that we need to be sensitive to people too. I mean, you know, when there are people broken, you know, you want to be alert, but we also want to be as um, followers of Christ, be that healing. Absolutely. There are a lot of people that, I mean, wasn't there one what last week, a, a person that got, I don't know what they did. They were going to do a mass murder and they wound up taking their own life saying, I am not a murderer. And you just wonder if they were strong enough to say, I'm, I'm going to take myself before I, I hurt anyone else. And I'm, I must be in this yeah. MK ultra uh, thing. Yeah. I just thought that was very interesting that came yeah, out last, last week, week. It was uh, a man was, he was heavily armed and he was found dead. And um, he had planned on uh, doing something at a Colorado amusement park. And so I think uh, his core self, uh, I, I think so many of these uh, government black ops CIA program people in um, through some horrendous means when you get someone who's who's uh, who's split like this uh, and they end up committing suicide because they they don't they're they are within themselves they are conflicted. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, just for those that are listening, if you think this is kind of a weird, you know, conspiracy, there is no conspiracy about MKUltra. It's already been in the courts. It's already been uh, expressed to Congress by people that are in the know that are literally CIA. They say, yes, we've done this. There's videos on it to pass trainings and stuff. We have movies about it now trying to I don't know if they're trying to open the public up to it or or what, but it's it's there. The details are out there. Uh, there are plenty of people that have been in that those programs and have come out saying this is what they did to me, 
you know, and so mm -hmm. sleep deprivation with drugs and then, you know, screen images of doing stuff and, and they literally are warping their minds and stuff. And so it's out there and it's, it is real. And, and it's very interesting that every mass murder out there, if you look, the first thing I do when I, I get the name, I see if they were on meds and every right. single time they're on either an antidepressant or something like that. You know, and then you have psychiatrists as well that uh, could be part of the the uh, the equation to get that person. You know, it may not be as simple as oh, we're just going to press a button and they'll definitely do it. I think they have people that are on the edge and they just keep working them, working them, and then they get pushed over and they get triggered, whether by. Well, what's so know. interesting is that a lot of these triggering where that came from, where where um, the the Nazis were imported through. Uh, project paperclip with the things that they were doing in the concentration camps throughout Eastern Europe and Germany. And uh, they brought those and continued with the blessing of the CIA. That's a lot of what the, where the CIA got its personnel. And that's uh, Joseph Mengele did a lot of those torture and trying to shatter the human mind. And Michael Aquino did quite a few of those through the military. He was um, in San Francisco at the Presidio and he was working on MKUltra there. And then Michael Karkov, who was with the Ukrainian um, uh, Nazi that was brought here. So it, it's an interesting that um, these dark, very occult practices that we're seeing begin to surface with the false flags. And that's what we're going to see because they're trying to get gun control is they're, they're wanting to trigger a lot of people so that they can bring forth the agenda of let's get rid of um, the second amendment. Let's get rid of the guns. And actually it's, it's proof that we need to be able to protect ourselves, as is the attack of Hamas on the kibbutzes in southern Israel. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a, you know, you see an active, always been active about uh, trying to get rid of our guns. You see that. And a lot of times it's done by having somebody do a shooting. And it has an opposite effect in a lot of ways, uh, because a lot of times when you start getting a lot of shootings, that's when people say, you know, I feel unsafe. I think I'm going to get a gun myself. You know, people trust themselves. I mean, they're like, you know, I, I need one just to protect myself. I, I want one in my home. I'm a law abiding citizen. And so it seems to when we have issues like this and you see these big protests and, and then all of a sudden you see buildings burned and cop cars, you know, set on fire people feel scared and they're like, well, man, if the police can't even protect themselves, uh, good luck, you know, having them come to my house and protect me. And yeah. So, well, uh, they say, uh, when, when seconds count, police are minutes away. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, and it makes you feel very unsafe. Uh, there was an example of, um, let me pull that up real quick. Uh, Marjorie Taylor green had posted this on her Twitter uh, this is just the aftermath of, of some of the Palestinian protests uh, here. Gates have been vandalized. The streets are strewn with trash. But the biggest insult is here in Lafayette Park with General Lafayette. The Palestinian flag was raised and it still remains. And they have this free Palestinian graffiti. They have it here. Um, the General Lafayette and his compatriots, free Palestine. They have raised the Palestinian flag on the grounds of the White House at Lafayette Park and walk around with me. Look at this. I have, I've never been so outraged. 
They've raised the Palestinian flag and more graffiti. More graffiti. Look at this. Free yeah. Palestine. You see this? Free Palestine. And look at this sign. Look at this sign. Decolonize Palestine. Decolonize the United States. Workers World Party. It is unreal. It is unreal. I hate it to even touch it. This is what we've become. How can we allow this? How, how could the law enforcement watch for somebody to raise the Palestinian flag on the ground of the people's house? And we got to pay for this cleanup. The White House. Yeah. Did you notice he said how they sit by the, the what was it, the police there? Yeah. Campus police. And they just allow it to happen. I mean, that's that's kind of one of my concerns is they're allowing things to happen. And I don't feel safe when when things like that happen. I mean, that's of all places, the people's house. That's not some 7-Eleven down the street. <clears throat> this is like a major U.S. thing. And, you know, decolonize the U.S. Um, I, I get what they're trying to say, but the way it's being said, <clears throat> you know, and they had um, I think you had some images, too, uh, Chris, uh, just some of the things that they had done, I think, with the, the bloody hands and and, uh, you know, I think what the Capitol, they've covered it with some tarps for now. But, you yeah, know. and what's what's interesting is if you um, study any, anything about satanic ritual abuse, that in the underground tunnels where a lot of the secret um, abuse is taken place, there are miles and miles um, of bloody hands and it's symbology that this is uh this is an altar area that it is sacred ground as far as satanic rituals sacred sacred ground and i don't think it's accidental that they use the the bloody handprint here because i believe the gaza strip is a um they're trying to make it a satanic uh altar and they're trying to get empowerment from demon uh, entities uh, to help them with the, the globalist agenda. This is bigger than just Gaza versus Israel. There is something very, very dark and, and ominous, and they're trying to continue. And it's also inflammatory, trying to get something going in civil war. In New York, you've got the boroughs. You've got 600,000 Jews in um, New York, right in in uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, and three hundred thousand of them. Half of them are, are Orthodox Jews. And right next door, you have uh, New York City is the largest uh, Muslim population in America. And so you have these two wow. factions. And then you're you're putting up these posters, and people are tearing down posters of the those that were uh, hostages. And there are. Um, inflamed emotions because there there's somebody is trying to throw gasoline on the fire yeah. they're trying to start um some civil war and they're trying to use it through the refugees through the palestinian um emotional uh frenzy that's going on and mm -hmm. uh, i agree with what what that man said that uh what we see shouldn't be i mean there should have been police with riot gear there. They should have shut those um, rioters down, just like they should have shut Antifa down. But instead, uh, they shut the MAGA protesters down. Yeah, there's a political strategy going on. And, that, that, and that's the thing I think is really telling is that 
um, they inf- they're they're unequally enforcing the law. I mean, what if there was a bunch of Trump supporters on the, the gates and, and there never would be a bunch at the gates of the White House trying to break in, like going up over the gates of the White House. I mean, they were doing that at night I mean, they literally were doing that at night and they just kind of let it happen. And so they're kind of letting it happen. Um, and not like doing anything about it. And and for, and they're making different decisions about different groups and somebody's telling them to stand down. Someone's saying, Oh, stand down with this group, but then don't do any, do something with this group, but don't yeah. do anything with that group. And it, 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 it I, I don't know. I'm talking about the strategy here. The force of the dark forces at the top are trying. Yeah, they're to, obviously trying to get in. I mean, right. that just infuriates me. And they're trying to create, trying to create hate. And and they want humans to hate each other, and that's the thing. They want race. They want people to hate, uh, and be, be about race. They want it to be about the the Palestinians. There's they're trying to create hate between men and women, trying to create between gays and not. You know, there's just this force, this tr- the attempt to create like what what we're talking about a, a color revolution, so that when there's enough chaos, what what happens? People cry out for the government to step in, and then eliminate human rights because it got so bad. And so that's the strategy we're seeing being played out in front of our eyes with Antifa back in the day during the summer of love with the black lives matter, you know, and how much of that story has turned out to be fake or that, you know, it was, was fabricated. Mm -hmm. And so what's happening is that there's these false flags and people need to understand false flag doesn't mean it's not actually happening. It just means that the government is allowing it to happen. So for a, for a political purpose, and, you know, the fact that, you know, the IDF stand down for seven hours while Hamas went and broke through the most secure border in the world, the most surveilled border in the world. I mean, literally, if there's a bunny rabbit that goes across, the, the, you, they know about it. And for seven hours, there's no response by the IDF. There, something smells. This is, the, yeah. this, is, this is the same pattern over and over again. Yep, I agree. You know, it's a very interesting is is New York is what the financial center of the world or or business, the business center of the world. And you've got a large uh, group, like you said, Chris, uh, uh, you know, of Jews and then Muslims real close, you know, Mm -hmm. and so you got Mm -hmm. them. Then you look at London. Now, London is the banking capital of the world. Mm -hmm. You got the same thing over there. You know, it's I, I just find it very interesting. And then Israel you know, according to what the Rothschilds would like is they would like to have that one world government and the whole government run the whole world run out of Jerusalem, you know, and you've seen that Illuminati building that they've had, you know, built and all that. It's just, and it's very interesting because you've got this, you know, Muslim and, and Jewish right next to each other, you know, that friction. Yeah. Well, and as you talk about too, as you talk about Israel, just remember that, that there are the globalists in Israel, which is what you're talking about, uh, the the Rothschilds that financed. If you saw a Lawrence of Arabia and you, you saw how the Ottoman Empire was um, traded around through the British Empire, we understand there's there uh, that was all done by globalist Brits through uh, with Palestine. But we also know that there's that God's up to stuff. That there's a um, he's moving his purposes forward too. And so uh, there, there is a separate, there are two, there's two things going on two two sources. You know, there's, there's the, 
just like in America, there are the black hats and the white hats. And there are in Israel also the, the black hats and the, the white hats. And uh, I think that um, one of the greatest things that America did is they moved their embassy to Jerusalem before anybody else did. And I think that that was one of the the wisest, bravest, and uh, most noble things that uh, President Trump did. Yeah, the Abraham Accords that President Trump had done, I had uh, listened to an analysis, and it was really to to pull U.S. support out, you know, because it's uh, Israel's been a huge money pit. And yet when he did that, he was creating peace. I mean, at the same time, there was peace. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I just I just found that very interesting and strategic. And, you know, you see that with Ukraine, right? Ukraine's another money pit, money pit. And, uh, you know, Donald Trump was pulling that out. And speaking of money pits, um, you know, this past week, Sam uh, Bankman Freed, he uh, he got convicted and he got over 100 years. Um, yeah, remind our listeners who he is. Cause yes, I'm sorry. FTX. He, he is. is a crypto. He is a crypto. I don't know what you call him. A crypto investment uh, firm. Multi-billionaire. And he billions and billions of dollars from people, retirements and all that stuff. And so they went belly up and he, uh, you know, he, he got he got caught and he yeah. swindled and so they had this trial and then he was convicted this last week and his maximum sentence could be like 115 years i think uh, now I, I doubt he'll get that but so what had happened was is he had donated a lot to ukraine so a lot of this money that got put into ftx went over to ukraine and then in, in return, Ukraine sent a lot of that money back to compromised politicians. Mm -hmm. Now, that part's probably not being said on the news, but people are doing the uh, yeah. they're connecting the dots and they're seeing yeah, big pay for play scam. Yes, it's yeah. a money laundering pay for play and he's in the middle of it. And so he got thrown under the bus when his uh, company got um, bankrupt. And so that just came out and his. His actual uh, sentencing will be in March. So we still got about th uh, um, what, three, yep. five months, five months or so. Plenty of time for the bird to sing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So keep, keep, keep him alive and let yeah. him tell us, tell us what he knows. Cause uh, he, we don't want the guy Epstein. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens, but he's got a lot of years. He could be there for. Basically, yeah, he's pretty young, isn't he? he looks like he's in his 30s. Yeah, he's he is young, so he could serve a lot of those years. Um, you know, and I think it was just the sheer amount of money that's what makes this so much more, uh, you know, 100 plus years. Yeah, that was somebody's somebody's retirement, some uh, somebody's uh, life savings, somebody's a lot of people's inheritance. Yeah. yeah. These are real crimes when, when they steal and swindle money and then they get it that they play the racket to finance the globalist agenda. It's just, uh, it's time for the people to wake up. Yes. Well, I see a lot of backfiring because some of those investors were probably some really liberal people as well. And you can tick off the wrong people there. Just like even that, uh, the, 
the damage uh, and the graffiti in the White House, that's a, it was against Joe Biden. It had F. Joe Biden written all over that those monuments as well, not only free Palestine. And so some of that stuff's coming back and some of that stuff's, uh, you know, uh, backfiring. And so the people are not it's not about Trump, you know, it, even Zelensky. Uh, I read that he uh, wanted to ask Trump. So, yes, what, what was that about? I heard yeah. about that. Well, you know, what can you do? You say uh, 24 hours. I'm, I'm interested. Uh, I think it's it's pretty obvious that the war is over and, and, and more and more people are waking up yeah. and they're saying, how can that be? I thought you were winning. And, and they're like, no, we're not. And so that's coming out. And the fact that he's asking, uh, you know, what, what do I need to do uh, or what's your plan? And, you know, if I were they president invited Trump, Trump over to Ukraine, didn't he, to negotiate some things? That's yep. what it sounded like. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yep. Nice. CNN says, Zelensky invites Trump to Ukraine and says former president can't bring peace because of Putin. So now he's going to start appealing to the other president. Yeah. Maybe Which he is heard. Interesting. Maybe he heard the prophecy about uh, two presidents from our uh, prophet. Pro Kim Clement. Kim Clement, Clement yeah. prophecy. Oh, you mean there's actually another president? I thought well, I find that really interesting because he might play into the hands and say, you know what, uh, President Trump, I, you know, you need you need to know the truth about Biden and stuff. Uh, he's not supplying his end anymore, you know, and I need to save my country. Um, what do you need to know? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see, uh, you know, if he's willing to do that. But if if it's drying up, if the well is drying up on the Biden side, then really what keeps him wanting to be part of the game, right? Well, I guarantee no that, yeah, that uh, Biden's regime will not want Trump to go over there. And that might be uh, the, the, the Judas kiss of Zelensky. I mean, he might be out permanently. Yeah, he could go anyway. It, you're right. It, it, he could be taken out. Mm -hmm. uh, it, that could motivate the Biden team. Hey, we got to do whatever it takes to get more money to him or, it's severed, and now all of a sudden, uh, you know, Trump's going to get a bunch of uh, support and exposure of what what they've been doing. I think it's all part of the plan of letting letting the rats and the rhinos and the rodents scurry out. So turn the lights on, expose, bring that light that exposes the darkness and all the various levels of uh, system of rat hood oh. and uh, just just deviancy and corruption is yeah. coming out. And, you know, those of us who believe that we're seeing a devolution, a continuity of government, we're watching a movie, you know, those of us who actually you know believe that there's a, you know, covert military operation to expose the darkness. Uh, I, I believe this is part of it. This is all part of it. And um, I think we're going to see, we're going to see a lot of really the, the shaky, you know, the deep state, the international cabal, is not going to give up easy and they haven't at all. I mean, they've, you've seen things like what happened in Maui directed energy weapons, I believe is what happened in Maui. You see things like the paying of these uh, protesters to come out, just trying to keep creating chaos to keep their eyes off of what they've been doing. And it's just coming out. And really it's coming out in so many ways because there's so many stories that are just getting buried and the reality is, is these stories are all going to come out yeah. sooner or later. You can only hold back the dam for a while. And then it's time for all the stuff that was 
um, you know, hidden to come out. And I, that's why I love like this guy, uh, Vig- Vigilant Fox yeah. on X. And uh, amazing. just this week, um, actually, I think it was just yesterday or today, uh, General Flynn said, if you're not subscribed to Vigilant Fox, you need to be because he is bringing the receipts. And here's the top 10 things the new the major news is not telling you about and at the very bottom of his post he has all the receipts of all the articles of proving every claim he's making mm-hmm. i just want to read a couple of these uh number one, number 10 matthew perry is not the only actor to die unexpectedly this year there are at least 33 more interesting number 33 but a bunch of other people we haven't heard about have died um, historians unveil the real story behind the Hamas terror attack on Israel. And you go down below, you can read the whole article. Elon Musk uh, reveals a, that Joe Rogan uh, on Joe Rogan, that ventilators, not COVID destroyed lungs. Mm-hmm. Senator Rand Paul calls on the U S Senate to audit the fed. Oh yeah. Come on, baby. Yeah. <laughs> now we're getting that one. Well, he's been asking for a while, but now maybe there's a chance. Well, his dad well, was his dad wrote a book, uh, Eliminate the Fed. Yeah. And then you got Dr. Peter McCullough reveals more bad news about the COVID shots that more people, you know, how many people are like, I think it's a one in three has some sort of neurological problem. Yep. That's right. Uh, Border Patrol agents caught in illegal immigrant carrying explosives. So what we said we were concerned about is actually happening. The cartels are arming these people coming in with explosives praise god they caught him the question yeah. is, is how many did they not catch yeah you know that hezbollah uh is working very closely along the border with the mexican cartel mafia and so that those two groups are very uh, integrated hezbollah is not just in uh, northern northern israel and southern uh, lebanon they are all throughout the globe and they are working on weapons movement all the time mm-hmm well, and they're 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 working on their jihad. They you know the jihad hates the West because the West is free and it's not under not under Sharia law, Sharia. right? And they want to and they believe they have every right under their God to to destroy and kill the infidels. Mm-hmm. Seven different places in the Quran it gives justification uh, for for radical Muslims to use violence to to bring about their means. And you know, some people say, well, that's not all Muslims. And I'm saying, of course it's not. There are people out there that grew up Muslim that have their heads on their shoulders and they like, they love their children and they yeah, want conservatives. Peace. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not these guys though. <laughs> no. Uh, here's a couple more. Um, yeah. This one was already said that nearly one in three vaccine resuffers uh, suffered neurological effects. Um, the oncologist who diagnosed 20,000 cancer patients says he has never seen cancers this deadly before people mm-hmm. getting cancer and dying mm-hmm. very quickly. Yeah. They're calling them turbo cancers. Yeah. Yeah. That's just not okay. Yeah. Wow. That would be a, a, an interesting show in itself. Just, uh, some of the things that are coming mm-hmm. out, keep reading. Cause I think, uh, the last one is similar to what you just said about the cancers. Well, and the, what's that? I mean, all of these things are pushing towards what Deagle proposed like in 2015. I think they proposed like a hundred million Americans dying. Like the, the, the population of America would be a hundred million less people. Like why there was this prediction. Yeah, I saw okay. that. Uh, oncologist who died. Oh, I said that one a judge overturns democratic primary election, calling the evidence for, of fraud shocking. 
Woo-hoo. Yeah, that was uh, what Connecticut, and it was a it was actually a Democrat running against another Democrat, and it was a Democrat judge. The fact that it was a Democrat judge admitting, and what it was, it was in your face. I mean, if you saw the videos last week, it showed. Uh, oh, what was her name? She was in charge of the election um, counting and stuff like that. Uh, I forgot the name of the position, but you know, it showed her on camera. Uh, three times by herself stuffing the ballot. And then the fourth time she actually had someone else carry out and she just walked with them. I guess she just kind of like didn't want to make it obvious, but it was pretty obvious. And um, I don't know what they're going to do with her. I haven't heard. Uh, have you heard what they're going to do with her or there, you know, that, that lady needs to go to jail. Yeah. The lady needs I to mean, go to jail. That's the thing you need to enforce. Everyone who cheats needs to go to jail. This has such far reaching implications. Yeah, it, it does. And and the problem is, is when you don't in in uh, force law, you promote lawlessness because, mm-hmm. you know, if there's no I don't know if there's no consequence for your actions. then what would keep you from doing it? And doing I mean, it that's again. always been a uh, deterrent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a there's the speech that Trump gave just this. Um, it was just this last week where he talked about watermarked ballots that they have the evidence and, and those watermark ballots are nearly impossible to, to produce forge. to forge. Yeah. So, and that we'd heard about the potential of that when the very beginning and then nothing ha- came of it. And, and everybody just kind of went along. I, I think that they, they had the inf- evidence way in the beginning, but they couldn't reveal the evidence early because you needed more of the, you needed them to think they were going to get away with the crime. So they keep covering their, their footprints. And letting, you know, it's just interesting how um, the white hats are letting the dark hats commit their crimes and recording them committing their crimes and in, really entrapping them in, in their evil. But the dark hats are trying to entrap just your average day, uh, God loving, God fearing patriot at January 6th to try to entrap them and hand them bats and hand them weapons and and bring, you know they won't they won't reveal they said they just just this week they won't reveal the video footage because there's too many foreign i mean too many um national uh operatives in the crowd and is that what they said about michael johnson mike johnson saying he was going to reveal he was going to release it all yeah and they're saying oh, we're not come we're not, not going to release it because there's too many of their their people yeah, I think Mike Johnson might have known that. That's very disappointing, and I I think he if he doesn't push for that, I'm gonna. I don't know. Yeah, that would be very disappointing. Yeah. What's the last one? Uh, last one. Ivermectin, the drug once labeled a horse dewormer, <laughs> is not only uh, not only effective against COVID nineteen, but flu, RSV, and it has profound anti cancer. Uh, properties yes no wonder they didn't want us to have it well you know i remember back when uh the q post they were talking about uh you know the question mark cancer uh you know cures cancer and a lot of people are talking is this have something to do with that it was ivermectin um and also hcq and they're both um anti-parasitic uh, medicines. And so this doctor, Dr. Lee Merritt, I've been listening to her. Um, I was trying to find out a little bit more about chlorine dioxide and she went off on the ivermectin and fenbendazole and fenbendazole is a, uh, dog dewormer. And 
she says she just takes it right from uh, there. So what is happening is she has found that, um, you know, especially with brain cancer, you know, we've had a friend that just passed uh, with brain cancer and it was pretty rapid. And so, you know, one of the things we do, you know, we say, Hey, we're praying for you, but we, and we are, but also, you know, we're trying to put feet to our prayers because sometimes God will work through giving us knowledge of something that will work. And, and so I try to do my, my part as being a researcher for this person, you know, his, his wife is probably overwhelmed with all the things, you know? And so I went in and that's when I started to find what Dr. Lee Merritt was talking about the ivermectin and cancer, how it fights cancer. And what she was saying is, is that, you know, we all have parasites in us. And if you have a good immunity system, your immunity can, it can keep the uh, parasites at bay and they, they go out when you go to the bathroom mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And what happens is when your immunity gets compromised, it can't fight them off anymore, but they're there. And so as long as a parent, um, a parent parasite is in you, all the eggs that it lays and it lays 20 to two, uh, 200,000 a day, they stay dormant. But if you kill the parent, then they come alive. And so, um, so when you take like things like ivermectin, you got to do it in cycles. So the first cycle is like you kill the parents and then you get, you know, it's like three days on five days off three days on and you do it for a while because what's, what's happening is, is you're now releasing this massive amounts of eggs. And what they found with brain cancer is, you know, you see a dot on the screen and they say that's cancer. And you go, oh, okay, what, what do I need to do? Oh, we need to, you know, give you chemotherapy and, and things like that. But you don't really know if it's brain cancer. And what they're finding is, is that a lot of it are uh, parasites in the brain. And, um, you know, not every parasite looks like a worm, you know. And, and so sometimes they're in an egg sac and they're round. And they've done this autopsy on brains and showed that, the you know, some brains are just covered with these things. And so by killing these off. And that's why ivermectin and HCQ have been very uh, profound against cancer because a lot of the cancer is really parasites according to these doctors, but more and more, and I'm seeing it pop up everywhere. The last couple of weeks, it's gone almost viral. Um, some of these, uh, these topics. So I, I'm glad you, uh, Diligent Fox had, had pulled that up. Um, you know, and there was another uh, thing I wanted to share while we were on the thing about COVID. Um, if I can just share that real quick, that I, uh, the fall of the cabal you've seen that, that, uh, mm -hmm. you know, series, series and they keep adding to them. And, you know, I can only take so much at one sitting. Cause it's just a lot of, it's just like depressing. Like, you know, these deep staters are getting away with it or something, but they really do expose a lot. Well, I watched one, it was just a half hour segment, but there was a, like a 32nd one that just just stood out within there. So I've got it queued up. So let me, uh, let me go with that. And what it was explaining was, is that frequency may be affecting, uh, people with the, uh, with the shot. And, and this was actually really good evidence. And, and that's wow. why I, I wanted to share it. So let me just, uh, let me just go with it. Hang on, Right here. So this guy's on a bike and he falls over. But did you notice there was a glitch right here? It'll show it again. A glitch in the video and then he falls right over. Because it's not a question of that the guy fell down for something internal to him. 
sino que hay un desencadenante externo que queda grabado en so the trigger is caught on camera. El pulso que ha hecho esa interferencia en la cámara go ha hecho una interferencia en el ritmo cardíaco. Sorry, esa, esa imagen language. es buenísima. Es la primera prueba, vamos a decir, de que hay una Here we go. This was at a, a, a Look at all these people getting CPR. This was at a a concert in South Korea. And they said it was a stampede, but as you could see it wasn't. Uh, nobody was uh, taken in for bone fractures or bruises. Simply all 150 people had a had a uh, coronary attack. And mm -hmm. so uh, that is like pretty damning evidence if you think about it. So they had this concert in South Korea. And 150 people die of heart attacks at the same time. So something triggered it. And so that first video, I know it was real quick, and maybe I didn't, but the, it, this guy's on a bike and he's and there's a security camera, and all of a sudden you see a little glitch, and then he falls right over. And so they believe that that could be a, a frequency issue or a power or energy or something. Maybe but an energized weapon or huh. something that something caused, triggered it. Yeah, and so the graphene oxide. Uh, supposedly in the person and they they were showing that in that video as well um it can can react to frequencies just like water reacts to frequencies and uh it's just really really interesting well the the, Mer the american military has said since the 70s that they've had um direct energy weapons and then there's also a whole new types of weapons that where they can shoot beams and cause people to have heart attacks uh, these are things that have been around for a while. Um, this whole art, this article right here is from 2015 uh, by Brian uh, Bergstein. He talks about the various types of uh, weapons that uh, the American military have um, have developed. And, you know, before 9-11, if you remember, on uh, 2000, it was it uh, September 10th, um, before 9-11, the day before Donald Rumsfeld said we're going to audit the Pentagon because there's $2.3 trillion dollars of money that they don't know where it went. And yeah. hmm. it's not a very uh, far stretch to say, well, some of those trillions of dollars likely went into black ops weapons um, to be used to, for controlling crowds. Mm -hmm. And you see them and you see them being used in various places on the planet indiscriminately, not really at like in any pattern. So they're testing these weapons against people to see that if they work and, and if, you know, and, you know, you could say, okay, that's crazy, but um, I don't know. I, there's enough whistleblowers that have come forward and shown there's enough pieces that don't seem to fit to show that there are a lot of these events um, had uh, had puzzle pieces that don't fit. And if you put the pieces together saying um, certain clandestine groups like DARPA and others within our United States military and, in, and internationally like China, some of the mm -hmm. images we saw in the very beginning of people falling over on the streets from COVID, like anybody we know that had a flu didn't fall over. And yet there was all this film of, they were saying it was COVID of these people falling over. And then of course there was a lot of media that was saying, Oh, this is, these are, um, you know, weapons, the 5g. Well, we know that 5g and when you get to certain megahertz, I think it's like 60, it's damaging to human, to, mm -hmm. to human. So we know that these, this technology exists and we know that men and women uh, hearts are evil and people that are in government are willing to do wicked things like MK ultra, how it's not of our far leap to say that, that somebody is also using these um, 
weapons against civilians in various countries to see how they work. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, we have, we've had a lot of heavy topics tonight and, and we do want to just end it with hope because a lot of the heaviness that we're noticing is because people are waking up They're They're shaking people out of a stupor and uh, they're becoming aware that there is um, a very real dark side. And as people uh, understand that there is something going on in the spiritual realm as well as the physical realm, there is a battle against good and evil, then, then they'll be able to actually take a stand and not just uh, check out, be passive, um, or and wait for somebody else to take care of it. The truth is that as we wake up, as soon as we're awake, we're responsible for what we know and we're responsible to step into our part of um, really exposing uh, both the deep state and coming against the things that are are dark. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think it's really important for us to remind ourselves that we are protected by God. I mean, there's a lot of people that, oh no, they freak out and they think of all these bad stuff going on and, you know, look at all the places in the Bible where God protected the Israelites when they traveled through the Red Sea and then he destroyed the the Egyptian army right after that. You know, on one side, there was a, a pillar of cloud separating the other, the evil from the good. That's the same God we serve today. That is who God is. And, and if you're dealing with fear or doubt or unbelief or just really just gripped by fear about what's going on in our world, and I know people that are, this is a time to press into God. This is a time to ask, mm-hmm. seek the Lord. This is, there really is a heavenly realm. There really is heavenly angels. I mean, there's stories of the Bible of one angel destroying 185,000 men in a war in an, in a night. So there are angelic hosts around us to guarding and protecting us and our families. And we need to press in and, and there, I don't understand how it works, but the Bible says prayer is powerful and it actually mm-hmm. creates realities that are real, like real supernatural realities around us. So we want to continue to pray for our neighbors and pray for our families, mm-hmm. pray for our state, pray for this yeah. bear that needs to wake up, That's pray right. for California, pray mm-hmm. for this nation that needs to be changed. God is in the business of saving people. That's why Jesus's name is the, is the Lord saves. So when you cry out to Jesus, you cry out to him, you seek him, yeah. turn from sin and trust in the Lord. He hears your prayers. So good. So good. Wow. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's a call. God calls us to be active. You know, it's just nothing to do with the deep of darkness, but rather expose them. And so I think it is important that we we are active in, and not just, uh, you know, definitely not operating in fear. And so we can take comfort. Definitely can take comfort in that. We're so, in a battle. A lot of good things. Yep. We're in a battle, and we win because we read the end of the book. And Satan That's knows right. he loses because he's also read the end. That's right. We'll share this out. Uh, Like and share and uh, let others know. God bless you.